get notifications, and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all, and hope you enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Back here with uh, another episode of my podcast. This is uh, episode number 38, and today I got a guest joining me now. He's from Real World Back to San Diego, and X is one, Nate Stodshill. Thanks for joining me today, Nate. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got to uh, get some time and figure everything out. It's been kind of a pain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I look uh, forward to doing this. But uh, first off, how are you doing? How has quarantine life been for you thus far? So, uh, I mean, to be honest, it's been great. Um, Just I have a business out here and uh, all of my competition called in sick. Business kind of went up through the roof. So it's just been crazy busy. You know, work... uh, Go to work, go home, go to sleep, repeat. That's about it. So uh, I've been yeah, I've been social distancing, just not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are, you know, in some cases they're, like, uh, happy with, like, not having to maybe physically go in person to work and stuff. But, you know, I guess, uh, you know, time will tell how this all plays out. I mean. <laughs> it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I'm more interested to see how the, you know, the market adjusts because – with I'm a, I'm gonna call it an acute um, 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 an acute let's say flux in the market and I think you're gonna see some rapid adjustment coming back and actually my brother and I are into trading stocks a little bit <laughs> and when the whole toilet paper thing started happening I was like well everybody's gonna buy toilet paper but who's gonna think to buy ammonia so we purchased some foreign ammonia and we actually turned a pretty decent profit it's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, let's just uh, you know, get right into this thing. Um, so obviously you're on the real world back to San Diego season. Um, so you know, coming into that, I kind of want to ask you, like, you know, what were you know maybe some uh hobbies of yours, or what were you up to um before getting on to the real world? But before I, you know. You know, you answer my question. I want to point out because I actually looked up and uh, you were like quite the, uh, you know, football player. I saw that you, uh, you know, played college football and it seemed like, you know, Zach, obviously, you know, his, you know, football background kind of garnered most of the attention uh, going into that season. That was kind of like his, you know, storyline. So maybe, you know, you being a football player as well kind of got swept under the rug. So could you maybe talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, what you were maybe up to before, you know, getting onto the real world and uh, your football experience? Yeah, so, you know, growing up, I was always an athlete. Um, baseball was more my my first love, if you will. Um, and then going into college, um, you know, I was being recruited for both baseball and football. I ended up going football for a number of reasons. But <clears throat> Zach and I both played uh, D2. Uh, I believe he was a wideout, which it's a big ass wideout. I was a middle and weak side linebacker. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. He was the the jack dude. I I was going into it, so my play weight was around 250. Um, <clears throat> but going into it, uh, going into the show, I think my my TV weight was around 198. So I cut a lot of weight for that. Um, and then, of course, you know, like on the challenge, I totally blew it. But uh, we'll get to that point later. But, yeah, I've, I've always been an athlete. Um, you know, I still work out today. I try to get up to the 
and they've got some cool turf fields out here. I'll go out and run sprint, run sprints, run routes, and still like to play pickup games and stuff like that. So, but yeah, mostly my hobbies back in college. I went to an engineering university, so it was like 92 guys to girls. So there wasn't really, you know, chasing any chicks or anything. So it was just working out, getting drunk, doing board races. <laughs> That's really all it was. <laughs> doesn't get any better than that though right oh man living the dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um you know what about your uh casting story in particular like talk to me a little bit about um you know your process and maybe what went into that and kind of uh you know how you uh got into uh the real world and what made you uh want to try out yeah so actually um I was a motivational speaker for a while after I got off the show, and this is a big, a big part of the motivational speech. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So one night we had, so remember, there's not a lot of girls at the university I went to. We had girls there. We're playing some drinking games. We call them imports because they're clearly not from around there. So we had some imports in, and uh, we're playing beer pong and. Like it, it gets stupid, you know. Like, oh, if we win, you got a streak, and blah blah blah. And like, the the casting was gonna be up at Mizzou that next week. Some people were going up there to try out, and they said, well, if we win, you have to try out for the show, because everybody was like, you got to try out. So, all right, cool. Like, if we win, you're gonna streak. But if you win, then I have to try out for some stupid show. Well, they fucking won. So, <laughs> uh. I said, all right, well, the hell with it. I'm not going to go to some cattle call, but I'll write an email, whatever. And so I wrote like a three-sentence email. I said, uh, <clears throat> I teach radionuclide chemistry. I, what was it? I'm 20 years old. I teach radionuclide chemistry. Um, I've dealt with, well, at that point, I think I, I think I said, I've dealt with five suicides, and I'm the craziest motherfucker I've never met. And then I just sent him a picture. I was like, how? And then I got an email back. It was some paperwork that they wanted me to fill out, like this questionnaire. <clears throat> so I feel I got hammered, and I filled it out like a fucking asshole. It was great. Like one of them was like, uh, you know, how do you feel about animal rights? And I'm like, PETA's for fucking whack jobs and lonely people. And then it's like, you know, how do you feel about gay rights? And I'm like, I bet they got sucked into it. Stupid shit like that. <laughs> and uh, then I get a call. From Buenos Murray, uh, it was a blocked number, and this guy's like, "Yo, we're gonna be up in Mizzou next week. If you want to come up, you know, we're gonna have, we have a little private interview for you." I was like, "Look, <laughs> I was drunk. Not that big a deal. I don't really care." Uh, and at the time, I had a job offer as a petroleum engineer, even though my undergrad's nuclear, but it was a petroleum engineer for a company called uh, Helmer and Payne. <clears throat> so. I was like, look, it's not that big a deal. I was drunk. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go to some cattle call. The guy's like, no, uh, we love what you did. And we're going to actually have you in on Sunday. The cattle call is on Saturday. Because there's something with the cast, at least back then it was, like you get like a VIP pass, which honestly is just bullshit. And, you know, you don't really get picked for shit like this. And, you know, it's just like one of those things. So I was like, it's not that big a deal. I'm not going. And he's like, no, you're coming in Sunday. Uh, the cattle call is Saturday. I was like, okay. And at the time, a friend of mine from high school uh, was cheering for Mizzou. So I was like, all right, you know, I got the weekend off anyway. 
I'll go catch, uh, you know, a Mizzou game. I'll stay with her. And then I'll go, you know, I'll hit up the casting thing on Sunday. So I was like, make a weekend of it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You just go get hammered at Mizzou. So this is my first in-person casting. And I go to Mizzou and get hammered. <laughs> and I show up to this. It was, it was at this hotel. Uh, I think it was Holiday Inn. And I show up in the lobby, and there's just a bunch of, like, jack dudes and hot chicks in the lobby. At the time, I was looking pretty good. Like, I wasn't Zach, but I was looking decent. And I was like, huh, okay, I see what they're after here. And then, like, there was, like, a not not a, a tussle, per se, but you could tell there was some movement with some people in the, uh, in the lobby. And, you know, they're like, oh, that's him, that's him, blah, blah, blah. So then, like, a bunch of people were ushered upstairs. <clears throat> And then this guy came up to me. He's like, you know, excuse me, sir, are you Mr. Stotchill? I said, you tell me, buddy. I don't know what the hell I'm expecting here. <laughs> like, no, fuck it. <laughs> and he's like, well, you, you can come right this way. So I, I bypass, you know, all the jack dudes and the hot chicks. And they, they take me back to this elevator. We go all the way up. And we get into they, – they had turned, like, the suite into this, uh, like a like a, like a set. So we walk in and like the people that have gone. So there are other people that were sitting downstairs, apparently waiting for me. And they had all gone upstairs to watch this interview. And uh, this whole thing's in a set. And like they open the door and I'm like, damn, dude, like what am I getting? They had like a camera here and some over here. Some people are in the back and they had like, you know, all your marks and shit. And I was like, this looks real. Yeah, buddy. And um so pretty much what they did is they just asked me a bunch of the questions in that little questionnaire thing. And, you know, then they went into a little bit of my backstory with, like, you know, the suicides, why I'm a nut job. They want to know about the engineering stuff, you know, and I'm a womanizer. We got into that. We laughed. We cried. We had fun. We were angry. Everything was great. <clears throat> and so he's like, all right, well, thanks. We'll call you. I'm like, that's it? Like, you're going to call me on special Sunday and you just fuck me, I guess? He's like, well... You know, there's a long process, and we can't really tell you anything. I was like, all right, I get it. Just tell me now. Fuck it. It's cool. And so um, about a week goes by, uh, maybe two weeks. I don't know. But I got an email. Uh, I get an email from Buna Murray, and they're like, hey, you're going to go to regionals. It's over in Memphis. And I was like, okay, that seems real. So I said, and um, it turned out that my dad, he was a regional sales manager for uh, AC Delco at the time, and he actually had to be in Memphis that week. So I said, well, fuck it. I'll jump in the car with you. Let's go to Memphis. It's kind of working out. And I don't know that I would have gone to Memphis at this point. I, maybe I would have just to do it, but I, I didn't have any real reason to be there. So I went to Memphis, and it's almost identical to what I did at Mizzou. Um, but it was there was an added, like, uh like the the gal left the room and i had to do like a the private take with the camera that was the only thing I, to me that was different so did that same thing um uh, except for nobody was in the room this time whereas the first one they were uh but this one you know she's like all right great thanks we'll call you i'm like i'm just wasting my time this is retarded like what am i doing and so this time about a month goes by and let's see it might have been longer than a month, uh, but I'm sitting in my 
my senior design class and um uh, which is just the last class before you before your degree gets conferred and i'm sitting in there and we're we're just going over bullshit at this point like the actual design all takes takes place like in the group sessions not during the actual lecture so we're all just sitting there dicking off and I get a little pop-up on my computer, right? And it's like, you know, Beaner Murray. And like I click it and it's like, Congratulations, you're going to LA for your final interview. And I, like it's dead ass quiet in there. And I go, Oh my God. <laughs> and they, like everybody looks at me, <laughs> like, what's your problem? And I'm like, I can't even explain it. <laughs> and then like the, the chick next to me, I, I like showed it to her. And remember, it's dead quiet again. She goes, Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, and so, like, there's so as a senior and stuff it, coming out of at least my university, like you, they know that you're getting a bunch of calls for jobs and stuff. So it's it's pretty accepted and pretty normal for you to just get up and take a call in the middle of class, ex- because typically it's for like work shit. And so I just I just stood up. I was like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> and the teacher was like, All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> I was like, It's got it's got to do with work, kind of. And um, so I just went home and just told uh, my buddy, I was like, bro, it's fucking real. <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, down for a fuck. We got to get hammered. So uh, about, I, I think it was about two weeks after that, I fly into L.A. And I actually sat next to one of the uh, Real Housewives of one of those shows. I, I, by the way, I don't watch TV, so I don't know a lot of this stuff. And, oh, back, rewind a little bit on that note. Uh, I showed my sister the the invitation to L.A. And I was like, Shannon, what is this? Because I didn't know what the real world, like I knew of it, but I didn't, because I thought you could still get voted off. And I was like, Shannon, what is this? And she's like, where did you get that? I was like, whoa, bro. Like, I don't know, but what the fuck is this? And she loves all that shit. And so she was like, she showed me an episode of Vegas because that's what was showing at the time. And so I, I watched it, and I was like, so hold on. I go to this someplace. I don't have to do anything, and they can't vote me off. She's like, well, not unless you fight somebody. I'm like, I'm not a fighter, so they can't vote me off. So I just go and do nothing. I'm going to do that. I was like, shit, I think I'm going to do this. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And so I go to L.A. Now – Whenever you get a job offer coming out of an engineering university, you have some time to say yes or no, okay? Because they, they understand that you're receiving quite a few jobs at the time. And so when I go to L.A., the um, my offer from Helmer and Payne had expired that day. So I'm get, the PA comes to pick me up from the hotel room. He's like, I'm told not to let you drink. I said, well, I have to pee. Can you stop at a gas station? <laughs> I go in. I rip a poor loco. I get back in the car. And I, we go to this thing. And, and I'm, like, nervous because I know that Helmer Campaign is supposed to call me today. And so now I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. And I don't even know if I'm on the show, right? And we're sitting in. So the way that it was, I, th- I believe – um somebody told me afterwards it was zach but they had to like funnel us around because they didn't want us to see each other because we were both in the studio at the same time 
So they had to like funnel me over here and then push me over here. And then I had to go sit in the green room or some shit. So, um, I get a phone call while I'm sitting in that room and it's, uh, I, I don't want to say his name, but it was the CEOs. So like, I'm not like a super duper petroleum engineer. It's just my grandfather had worked for them for a number of years and I had met with the CEO at his retirement party and he was like, well, Hey, if you get this, then come and, you know, give us a talk. So it was the CEO's, um, assistant and she's like, Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Yada Yada was wondering why you haven't signed your offer letter yet, um, and, and get it back to us. Um, because the thing expires today and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like trying to play stupid. She's like, this, this is the largest offer we've ever given a kid in college. And I was like, mm-hmm. what I should have done was just say yes. And then just not show up. Right. But what I did was <laughs> I go, you know, I'm working on another project right now. She's like, excuse me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, but you're not taking the offer. I was like, no. <laughs> so she's like, okay. And then just hangs up. And then now I start getting hysterical. Cause I'm like, fuck, I just told a massive job. Now I'm 20 years old at the time. And I'm like, I don't even know. I think I'm going to be on this stupid show. Like, what am I thinking? Like, <laughs> so the PA thinks I'm an absolute nut job. And cause I'm losing my shit off of a phone call and I'm like sweating. I'm like, dude, what the fuck did I just do? This is crazy. But here, here was my thought process is it was more like I can go be an engineer like the rest of my life. I, that's going to be there forever, but you don't really have like an opportunity like this at all. Really? You know, it's, it's less than once in a lifetime because everybody wants to do it, but not everybody gets it. So, and I didn't like the thought of monotony. You know, that's one of my biggest fears. And I had the rest of my life just done. It was planned at that point. And I also had this weird inkling inkling that I could change the world with this weird newfound respect for life that I had from experiencing all of these suicides, right? And so I was like, I've got a story to tell. And I think it'll help people. And I'm just crazy enough to think I could change the world. So that's really what took over in my thought process. So I go into the last interview. Uh, people are in the room again. There's more cameras in this one. And we laughed. We cried. We got mad. We, it was great. Yeah, it, was, it was all over the board. I, I mean, I'm clearly way too animated. So it was just, it was, it was great. And so at the end of it, I'm like, guys, look, you know more about me than I know about me. I just told that job no. You already know its job, so I'm not even going to tell you. Um, am I on the show or not? Because if not, I have to go find a whole ass engineering job, and that's kind of tough. And they're like, we don't know. I'm like, bro, come on. You've been feeding me that bullshit every step of the way. you got to give me something. They're like, legit, we don't know because you we're just being a Murray. We also have to get approved from, uh, I think, what's her name, Finch or something over at MTV, and I was just like, what the fuck? Which, find out later, uh, she was one of the people that came to my um, the zoo interview. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but I'm just sitting here like, fuck. So I go home. I, I straight up fucking graduate with no job. And I walk across the stage, and I just, I leave college. Like, I'm done with that. So I just 
went home and I'm just waiting. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? Like, oh, by the way, this is the only stage they'll call you if it's a no. All the other ones, they just don't call you. Fuck you. you know? But this one, they'll actually tell you no. So I know I'm at least getting a call. So one day, me and... <clears throat> full disclosure. Me, me and uh, some buddies and a lot of pretty ladies, we were skinny dipping out in the middle of the pond uh, drinking. And my phone starts going off. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, you want to answer it, but you don't. And I knew exactly who it was, so... I'm like swimming over, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's them. Oh, God. And um, I get up on the dock and I answer it. And it's uh, Jim. And he's like, hey, Mr. Stodger, how you doing, sir? I said, fucking you tell me, man, because you know where I'm at. Like, I have to go be a big boy if this isn't real. And uh, he goes, well, <clears throat> you know, we've considered your application, you know, long and hard and I just wanted to apologize and say, and then like 19 people on the other end of the line go, welcome to the family. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and I shit you not, I shit you not, I puked right there. It's it, it's the only, the only way I could put it is like, it felt like I won the lottery, just like that. Like all at once, it just whoosh. And I was just like, whoa. And uh, that was my casting process. Wow, that is, uh, you know, quite the story, I'm not going to lie. Out of yeah. all, the, uh, that's usually, like, my uh, go-to point initially with most of my, you know, interviews I've done. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the most, like, compelling ones that I've heard thus far. <laughs> yeah, so. I, like, I, I sweat every time I tell that story. But I try I try to use that in a, the motivational speech to, like, interject or, or to influence people, you know, to, to maybe think, you know, more more think about do what you love and what you're more passionate and ambitious about as opposed to doing what you're told. You know, I mean, you get it. I mean, you're doing the podcast. And, and so you, you kind of and not not a lot of people respect that. Um, what would you call it? The, the sovereignty behind doing what what you like to do. You know, a lot of people go to the nine to five and I, I can't do that. I just can't do it. And anyways, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to ask you now about your, um, you know, overall experience on um, your uh, real world season. Uh, you know, it it was just as great as it was. It was also just as bad at times. Um, a part they didn't show was my nephew almost passed away when he was born. <clears throat> I almost had to fly back for that. And, you know, I think Frank was going to go with me and I think Sam was going to try to come with me. Um, it, he ended up turning around to a point to where I didn't have to go back at that point. But whenever I first got the call, um, you know, it, that was just kind of heart wrenching and like, you know, a camera comes up right in your face and you're just like, come on. And like, you could tell, you can always kind of tell something's up. Like, like they don't, they don't fuck with you at all. They try to be completely off, you know, hands off on like, you know, some of the other reality shows where they try to influence. Um, but you kind of tell something was up because they had like, two crews there when they only really, really needed one and then like there was one following me and i was like the fuck like i'm in the house go away there's cameras in the house why the fuck you got one following me and then that's when frank was like yo no you got a message it sounds weird and i was like fuck and then that's when i found out so yeah yeah i, I could kind of tell but i mean at the same token you know it was it was just amazing um like 
you know, just the people you got to meet. I mean, my roommates are immaculate, amazing people. Um, you know, each one of them is, is just, I'm just so lucky to know and, and to have them be at least a part of my life in, in that sense and, and to mold who I am a little bit. Um, I, I got to learn a lot from all of them. Um, the people in San Diego got to meet them. They're magnificent creatures. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, people always ask, you know, if you had a chance to go back and do it again, would you? Um, yeah, yeah, I would. But, and a lot of that is because of that story I wanted to tell. I was lucky enough to be able to get that story out. And, and, you know, I traveled the world. I mean, it went through like four or five different countries, went through like 30 some odd states, giving this speech to different universities and stuff. So, um, that, uh, you know, just like I said, I, I was foolish enough or foolhardy enough anyway, um, to think I could change the world. And, and I like to think I did for a, that little blip, that little flash in the pan that I had. And that, that's, I, I'm thankful for that. So to answer your question, it was, it was great. It was awesome. So now I want to shift into, um, the challenge. So coming on to your first season, it's um you know x is one you know uh-huh. you're coming in rookie but you know from your season and it's been pretty well documented that you know zach and um ashley both pretty much had ambitions to uh you know want to go on the show right and like they were a couple at the time so the x's theme couple theme you know was kind of uh you know maybe more catered towards them but um you know you, you and, uh, you know, Priscilla actually made it onto uh, the challenge first out of all your roommates, you know. So um, I'm kind of kind of ask you now, what was, uh, you know, your feelings and thoughts coming on to the challenge? Was it something that, you know, you had plans on doing and maybe your thoughts on being paired up with Priscilla? Yeah, so, you know, I never really... I'm, I'm a small town kid, so if I'm on one show, there's no way I'm banking on two. Um, it, and I think by whenever we were uh, went to shoot the X's, I'm pretty sure Zach and Ashley were still trying to do the damn thing. So I, I don't think that that would have exactly catered to being an X per se. Um, and then I think Frank was the one that said, because uh, I, I think I think Frank was the highest rated character, but I think he said I was the highest popular rating. So he had like people that loved and hated him, so he had a higher rating. I so he, he thought that's why, um, I don't know where you find that out, by the way. I have no idea, so don't quote me on that. But he, he thought that's why, you know, that Priscilla and I got picked up. Um, but I can tell you, I was not prepared at all. I mean, you can see, like, if you go back and look at my photos for that show, like, I was so out of shape. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so, like, we we got done filming Real World, and then I was on a plane to the Dominican in, like, three or four weeks. So I had no time to train. I mean, I guess, sure, I could have trained on the show, on the on the Real World, but nobody's fucking doing that. Like, no. Like, yeah, okay. Zach's going to go look to waste, but he's, he's not, you're not training, you know? Like, if I, if I were to actually go through, like, you know, calisthenics and, and um, you know, train train aerobically as well as resistance, and, and um, I, I could have done so, or even agility is even fuck. I, I could have put myself in shape to do a lot better, but I only had three weeks, and I was like, eh, fuck it. Let's, let's just go. <laughs> and like I told you, 
and I've always known this. If you can get voted off on a show, I'm getting voted off first. I don't know why. It's just a thing. I'm pissing somebody off. I'm going to fuck something up, and away Nate goes. But, oh well. It was sweet. I mean, it was really cool, so whatever. Yeah. Were you, uh, you know, glad to, uh, you know, have Priscilla as a partner? Because, I mean, with the whole theme and stuff, you had, like, some of the pairs that were, like, legit, like, you know, focal points of, like, the show. Of Like, that was their thing. Like, they're a couple or, like, you know, legit exes where it's, like, maybe you and Priscilla weren't, like, you know, totally fall under that category. But, you know, what was like, your thoughts on having her as, like, you know, a partner going into things? Uh, I mean, she wasn't athletic and never pretended to be. Um, I had an athletic background, but clearly didn't show. I, I you know, I, she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, what I, I think we made out once, and then she tried to bang me in Cabo, but that was about it. Um, yeah, yeah. As far as so, I didn't really consider us exes, but I didn't really care either. Um, I knew we weren't going to win. I mean, if I wasn't my own handicap to begin with, she sure, she certainly would have taken care of it at that point. All right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, plus, you know, some of those some of those lifers on the um, on the challenge, those fuckers train year-round, man. You know, you go do your appearances, and then you train, and that's all you do until you get the call again. So it's like, yeah, you guys have been training for a year. <laughs> I have been training not, so I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. Now, if it would have been like a puzzle or like a math game or some shit, yeah, I would have smoked their ass. But it wasn't, and I was way out of shape. So, win some, you lose some. Win some, you lose the rest, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, now I'm going to ask you, who do you think that, uh, you know, you may have resonated most with, and maybe who did you not resonate with on that season of the challenge? Oh, man. Uh, you know, a lot of them really liked me. Um Nisa was cool. Fuck, she loves me. I love her. Um, Ty was cool. Mark, you know, Mark kind of took me under his wing. That was really nice of him. Um, I really appreciated that. Robin seems crazy. Uh, Wes, Wes actually really did take me under his wing because he's from Kansas City as well. Actually, I just talked to him uh, about a week ago. No shit. Wow. Um, and I really like Wes. Uh, Shannon says that he's cut like a dick on the show sometimes, but I don't really give a fuck because I, I don't watch the show, so whatever. Um, but no, I like I liked Wes a lot, you know, and, and he and I actually uh, were looking to go into business together because he's also an entrepreneur. Um, you know, entrepreneur, reality show, and Kansas City. It only made sense that we would get along well. Um, but then another thing... Uh, I did MTV uh, Spring Break with uh, Nick, uh, Cy, CT, and Knight, and a couple of others that I don't really remember. Oh, Rob. No. Rob, yeah. Yeah, he might have been there. I don't know. Um, but CT and I got along really well, and um, we were roomies, and me, C, and and Nick, we were all, we had this, this penthouse down in, in Padre, and oh, boy. <laughs> we partied, man. And size a cool dude too. I mean, he's an OG, and, and like, it, it, you think you think he can't get down with the get down just because he's 97 years old, but he, he'll fucking get after it. He's a cool dude too, man. Yeah, definitely. I actually had uh, Cyrus on, uh, you know, 
a few, uh, you know, a little ways back, and he's actually coming back on my uh, channel uh, Thursday. We're recapping the uh, finale. So. Yeah. Tell him I said suck my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Johnny Bananas, though? Because that was kind of Wes's uh, sworn enemy for, uh, you know, pretty much 15 years of the show. So I'm going to ask you. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I could just be like a, a Wes Homer, but even though he and I really didn't talk about it when I was on the show, but, and, and you know, all Johnny has to say is, who the fuck is Nate? But fuck, that guy just annoyed the shit out of me, <laughs> to be honest. And like, I was I was real quiet, which I know that sounds a little far-fetched, but I really was just because I, I was trying to get to know everybody. There's a shit ton of personality in the room, and I, I'm, I was a rookie. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was kind of quiet, you know, during a lot of the, um, you know, setup and a lot of the back film stuff. But, dude, that guy would just, like, say stupid shit that he thought was funny. And I'm just like, that wasn't funny at all. And then he'd, like, laugh at it. And I'm like, dude, I laugh at my own jokes. I get it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Oh, Sarah Rice. I don't think she's a fan of mine either. She she knew Although she was nice to my face, and she's a, she's like a camp counselor. I think she, she's adorable. She, I think she's a sweetheart. She does not like me, I feel. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. And who was um, – Ty was a cool motherfucker. He and I sat on the plane together. Um, we kicked it hard. But who, who, was, who was he banging on the show? Some chick out of – she was Paula. from Missouri. No. Not Paula? His ex, you mean? Yeah, she was she was she was from Missouri. Emily something. Yeah. I like Emily a lot too. She she and I hung out pr pretty hard. She's she's a sweetheart as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, she was from Missouri too, so we kind of we kind of broke out about that. And she she has a cool cool backstory too if you ever get a chance to get that out of her. Mhm. Mm now what about um, you know, kind of what i'd say is uh you know your most notable moment uh you know oh, from fuck. <laughs> the uh whole uh you know you kind of made up for it a little bit with uh your showing in the elimination maybe uh surprise yeah. people what about, okay. uh, talk the honey challenge <laughs> yeah so all right <laughs> those, those by the way those little Speedo things they put you in, those aren't spandex. Those fucking hurt. And I have, like, I mean, I had, like, real fucking fat legs, and it was just, like, mm, so you couldn't really move it on. Not that that's an excuse. I have a much better excuse, but those things suck. Um, so we were running low on time or something. Notice nobody slipped. Nobody slipped until the round with me and C. And then we both slipped, if you fucking recall. Yeah. That's because... The very last round, they didn't wash it off in between rounds. They washed it off on all the other ones, but we ran out of time, and they didn't wash it off on that one. That's why we were the only ones that slipped. The fucked up part is I slipped the whole fucking way down into the goddamn Atlantic and fucked that whole thing up. Here's what happens, man. I was already doused in honey, right? And I slipped because I didn't fucking clean it off because they're assholes. The, I mean, I could walk on a plank this big. My foot fit on it. It wasn't a big deal. But... I slipped and I went in. Honey plus fucking seawater is slippery as shit. Honey and honey, you can kind of get a little tackiness. Honey and seawater, you're fucked. And the whole thing is doused in honey because they didn't clean it off anyway. I was, I was fucked. Once, once I hit the water, I, I shouldn't have even gone back up. 
I didn't know it at the time, and who the fuck knows that unless you're actually doing that. But, yeah, I just remember... <laughs> I remember getting in the little vat, and I'm coming back, and I just fell. And I just remember thinking, oh, boy. <laughs> like, I swim over, and mind you, I'm out of shape. I, I don't know the last time I ran at this point. And not a strong swimmer, not very buoyant. So I'm trying to fucking swim on this thing. I'm going to climb this stupid-ass ladder that I'm now soaking in honey water, which is slippery as fuck. Get up there, doused in honey water, try to walk across. I, I, I fell the second time. I was like, yeah, this, this seems right. This makes sense. So I fucking swim back over, go back up. Same shit. Fuck up again. All the way to my shame. If I can swim back over, like, I'm straight up thinking I'm having a fucking stroke because I am not prepared for this shit. <laughs> I fucking climb up and, but she was like, you want me to go? I'm like, what the fuck? What's the point now? So she goes to go. And they're like, no, you have to go in the same order. I'm like, fuck. So I just went again, fell again, and then I just, at this point, I mean, I could have kept trying, but I'm fucked anyway because they're already filling up their little pail thing. And everything's soaked in honey water. And I was like, oh, this is just useless. So I'm just trying to crawl back up. And I just did that. I was like, this is fucked. Finally, the stupid-ass horn goes up. And I was like, no way. I just had the worst outing of all fucking time. Oh, dick. And then we get over there. Oh, by the way, Chelsea, or not, not Chelsea, uh, Sarah pops off some little thing like, well, that's what you get for drinking all night. First of all, me, Wes, and C got hammered the night before, <laughs> and I showed up fucking half-cocked. I remember me and C were sitting in the bus. He looks over at me like, bro, you hung over? I'm like, no, dude, I'm still drunk. <laughs> He's like, fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, tell, uh, Sarah's like, well, that's what you get for drinking all night and passing out on the back porch. And I'm like... I don't think she likes me. <laughs> Touche. Touche, Sarah. I don't give a fuck. So then <laughs> we all line up. TJ's looking at me like he's judging my family. <laughs> it's like, wow, Nate, I can honestly say that's the worst outing I've ever seen. I'm like, I can't fucking say anything, can I? Because that's probably right. So I'm going to sit here and take it like a bitch. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> so... Yeah, well, the rest is history. So there's yeah, yeah. there's that <laughs> bullshit. I, I remember uh, this morning I uh, t- turned on the um, you know episode and uh, your confessional afterwards when you're like, yeah, I'm sorry, and uh, practice walking on honey at home. Fucking kill me, <laughs> dude. Like I couldn't I couldn't really talk about some of the specifics as to like the honey water and stuff and like how they didn't clean it, but you know, that's what happened. <laughs> Piss me off, goddammit. So now, uh, were you happy with the way you, uh, you know, were edited or portrayed on, uh, you know, X's? Yeah, you know, um, oh, on X's or on the real world? X's. Oh, I mean, fuck it. Sure, I don't care. I mean, wasn't really on there much. Um, and, you know, I mean... <laughs> I'm I'm more self-deprecating than anybody else, and if anybody gets a sweet ass laugh out of that, fucking make it look funnier. I don't care. Plus, you kind of sign up for it too, you know. So if people enjoyed it, enjoy it. Bon voyage. 
<laughs> right. So then, uh, you know, obviously the next season after X's was Battle of the Seasons that, um, you know, your roommates ended up going on making their, you know, for, that was their first season. They ended up actually going on and winning that season. Um, were you called to do that season? And did you uh, happen to, uh, you know, maybe watch them, uh, you know, win? Um, no, I, I, so I did get the call. Um, and I don't know if they set me up as an alternate or, or what. But I knew whenever they told us it was going to be – well, they don't tell us, but we all figure out what it's going to be just because we know who's getting the call. Uh, we figured out it was Battle of Seasons. I was like, you know, we're going to win. <laughs> we're for sure going to win. Because, uh, you know, Frank's pretty athletic. Ashley's obviously athletic. Um, Alex was on the Zimbabwe gymnastics team. And, you know, I was a collegiate athlete, almost two sport, but I only chose one. And then Zach's collegiate athlete. So I was like, and at this, and at that point, I was actually back in shape too. So it was like, we're gonna fucking win. We're gonna smoke everybody. I don't give a fuck who's gonna show up. You're fucked. Um, but yeah, you, I, I, you just, you just kind of knew that they were gonna win. That was it. Um, and like, let's say it's like a, a puzzle challenge or something, or like a thinking game. Alex went to Stanford. You know, I'm a nuclear engineer, and and. Frank's the damn, you know, what was he, uh, biomolecular from, from Middlebury. So we, we kind of had the, we, you had the athletic thing and you had the thinking game, like we were going to smoke him. Um, but I think it was, well, who'd you have? Sam, Frank, Sam, Ashley, Ashley, Zach. Yeah, 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 you're going to win that. I, on it, like, obviously of that crew, Sam is probably the least capable, like, athletically but i think sam can really play into the social game so you know she'll she'll take that shit on lock and away you go i don't know how it worked out i, I mean i don't i know they won i don't i don't know how the specifics worked out but i kind of figured we'd win mm-hmm. were you uh open to coming back after uh you know you obviously you only did one season but were you open to the idea of coming back again uh right away not really um it was more just because, like, if you get, if you start becoming a lifer on that deal, like, you can't really have a real job. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, like, if I was going to be an engineer, I couldn't do that. Um, and, you know, if I'm going to go, you know, start my own business, yeah, I can't go do that. You know, so right out of the gate, no. I, I think now, if, if I if they would give me like three months, ah maybe let's just even say two months to like train like legit train for it, uh, I, I think I would be open now just because I'm more stable financially and my company's more stable and it can somewhat self perpetuate. So I, I would be more apt to going now than than hence forth. Mm hmm. So uh, what about your uh, dynamic with uh, you know Zach and Frank now? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I love the guys. Um, and you know, last I checked, they like me as well. Um, last I talked to Frank, um, so Sam and I keep up still. Uh, she lives over by my brother. I see Sam. I probably talk to Sam once a week and I'll probably see her once a month. Um, and you know, we always try to see each other on our birthdays and stuff. So, uh, love her family. My family loves her. I mean, she's just great. 
but the last time I, I talked to Frank was with Sam. Sam came over, I think it was for my birthday. Uh, she came, I, I live in Charlotte now. So she came over to Charlotte and we called, we called Frank whenever we got hammered at the bar. Uh, and then I, I don't know the last time I talked to Zach. Um, but I think I bullshit him on, on Facebook Messenger sometimes just to talk shit. But other than that, I don't, I don't think that we've we've kept up. I mean, but, uh, you know, Zach's just a, a dude bro like I am. So, like, I know that if we were to chat or we just showed up, it would be like nothing ever, like we didn't miss a day or something, you know? I mean, dude bros are terrible at keeping up anyway. So, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, that's that's what I know of that. I, I, think it's, I think Frank's in L.A., is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Zach either got married or got engaged, something like that. Yeah, he's getting married in uh, February. He's engaged right now. That's right. That's yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because the last thing I said was thanks for the fucking invite. <laughs> uh, so is he in, in? Where's he? Is he in Detroit? Yeah. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So, what about uh? Or, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I, I was going to say, wasn't he dating Jamie or something? He was dating this girl named John A that he met. That's it. That's yeah. it. Because she had something to do with Knight, right? Yeah. Was that right? I... Oh, wait, no. Um, it was this girl, Ashley Feldman's the one that had to do with uh, Knight that he's, he, he was dating. But, um... He was dating this girl, John A., after that, yeah. Okay. Because I, I just remember, because Knight did the spring break thing with me and C and Nick, um, and he was like, hey, man, he might be cool, but I don't fucking like him. I was like, bro, that's like my dude. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't say that. <laughs> what, is there anybody else that, uh, you know, you uh, talked to or, you know, had contact with after the um, challenge? You know, I, I contacted uh, TJ um, after his uh, that what was his name? His friend committed suicide. The, the BMX guy. You know, I just kind of wanted to reach out and say, like, you know, sorry for your loss, and you know, if there's anything I can do anyway, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, then I uh, talked to Mark a little bit. Um, talked to Emily a little bit. Hmm. It's kind of it, really. I mean, CT and I got along well, like I said. That was more just from the spring break thing. Talked to Nick quite a bit since that deal too. Um, but not yeah. And oh, Abram, uh, he knows. Uh, we have a mutual friend, which is a crazy thing because I'm from a small town, and she moved out to Colorado. And apparently, Abram knows him. So that was a fun little serendipitous um, happenstance, if you will. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, I, I don't. I, I don't really, and it's, it's my fault, you know, I don't reach out, and just because I work so much, and, and perhaps it's my own selfishness, and yeah, I, I need to reach out more, because, I mean, they're great people, um, <clears throat> but, yeah, and if, if, if they didn't do the spring break, or the challenge, or they weren't on my show, I don't know who they are, <laughs> people ask me all the time, like, Oh, what do you think about Bibbidi Bob? And I'm like, mm, I don't know who it is. <laughs> so you tell me, buddy. 
And then right. she, you know, she'll have to explain to me like, you, I, I like him, but you might not like him. <laughs> so she can kind of tell like if if Wes or C gets along with them, then I'm probably gonna like him. And if they don't, then I'm probably not. Mm-hmm. And if you want to use that as a gauge as <laughs> to if I'm gonna like him, well, I mean, not that I fucking matter, but that's probably a good way to tell if I'm gonna like him. Yeah. Were there, uh, you know, any other funny stories um, or things not, you know, seen on air that you uh, wished would have made it? Or do you think we got? Yeah, that's a lot of shit. A lot of shit I can't tell you either. <laughs> did, did, did Frank ever talk about, uh... <laughs> did he ever talk about Mexico at all? No. <laughs> I don't think I can talk about that one. Um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Man, I mean, there's a lot that they didn't show. I mean, there was one time that um, Sam and I snuck out of the house and went and hung out with a bunch of chicks, <laughs> and we didn't come home. <laughs> we actually lost the lost the crew. And I'm telling you, these chicks, like, they were hot. But they were nuts, and we were down. <laughs> so next thing you know, like Sam's finger fucking some random chick in the place over here, not getting busy with her sister. I mean, it was just wild. <laughs> they would do like they would walk down the street and do this weird shit like this. They would go, they would go. <laughs> Sam and I are like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they're like. Just watch a fucking cabal show up. And we were like, what? And sure as hell, the cab just goes, pulls right up to them, and we jump in and go to their apartment. And then, like, it was just just random, random shit. Uh, there was a time... <laughs> there was a time Sam and I were at uh, a gay bar out in... Um, I think it was called Eden, over in um, Hillcrest. And I picked up this super hot chick. And Sam picks up a, a pretty decent chick. And we're leaving. And Sam ditches me. She jumps in the cab in front of us and just leaves without letting me in. And I was like, you're a dick. Well, it turned out. So I, <laughs> I ended up going back to this girl's place instead of the house, which I got in some deep shit for. But <laughs> I show up and it's like a crack den. But it's like it's the penthouse of one of the twin towers downtown in San Diego. It's the penthouse. So it's it's a massive establishment, but it looks like a crack den. There's just a mattress on the floor, and I was like, what the fuck? And then there's like three cross dressers in there with like three other navy guys, and I'm like, where am I? And like the chick, remember, I'm like, is is one of the hottest girls that I've ever even seen. So we go in, and she keeps talking about her Bentley. I'm like, yeah, okay, you have a Bentley, whatever. Well, and we go into her room and it's like decked out. Like back, she had a 70 inch curved 3D te- television. This is back in 2011. So if that tells you, like this chick had everything in her room, but there's no furniture in the living room. It was weird. So I was like, and we, she, she takes me to Pride the next day in her Bentley. <laughs> and I was like, who? turns out she is a sugar baby to a very uh, famous person that I can't tell you. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So here I am with like 
three cross-dressers and three Navy guys and some bombshell <laughs> in a crack den. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I mean, if I had if I had a week, I couldn't tell you all the dumb shit that they weren't able to show. <laughs> I think those are good, though. We could, uh, you know. Dude, it, like, you know... At least back then, those people on Hillcrest now, they, they can fucking party. Like, they don't give a shit. And I'm like, let's go there. And I remember, I remember, um, like, Frank was like, hey, Nate, we're going to Hillcrest. You want to go? I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I do. I just remember, who the fuck was it? I think it was one of his ex friends. They were like, what do you want to go? I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> it's wild out there. They're awesome. <laughs> So now, uh, you know, I guess just tell uh, maybe uh, our audience uh, what you've uh, been up to since, you know, we've uh, last seen you and like maybe a brief, uh, you know, synopsis. Yeah, uh, well, since the show, I, I did some public speaking for a while. Like I said, I went through a number of countries. I actually helped Latvia build their own uh, TLM. And, you know, we spoke in Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Ukraine. Uh, we spoke on behalf of the government in an NGO called Skalbis, uh for suicide awareness. <clears throat> and then after that, I got more into the entrepreneurship game because it was more like, all right, I got to do a bunch of cool shit. Now it's time to go make money. Um, and so <clears throat> I was out in... I was out in Virginia. I was in Indianapolis and I was in Virginia for a little bit. And then Came over here to Charlotte, uh, started as a structural engineer, uh, doing some high-rise stuff and doing some product development. Then switched over, and uh, you know, there's the construction industry is crazy out here. So I, I switched it from structural engineering to entrepreneurship. Uh, I was president of a company for a while uh, called Synergy Contracting. Ran that company for a bit. Had some creative differences with the partners at B. Uh, then I started my own. So right now I'm just <clears throat> trying to get my company self-perpetuated. We do utilities, underground stuff, grading, demolition, framing. If you can make money out of it, we've tried it. I mean, hell, just today we were talking about creating a new uh, nuclear transport company for Class A and Class B for the NRC. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of bounced around all over the place. Just trying to, you know, make a million so I could check that off the list and go figure out what's next in the old bucket list, you know? Yeah, sure, know. man. That's mm -hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this with me, man. This was, uh, you know, a ton of fun. I had a blast doing this. It was definitely uh, one of the more, uh, you know, interesting <laughs> ones. You, uh, you know, I'm glad you, uh, you know, gave me a lot to work with here, so. <laughs> well, you know, thanks for having me on. If you ever want me to come back on and talk some more shit, I'm sure I, I, as long as we can find the time, I'll, I'll make it happen. Yeah, I'll send you, uh, you know, the link when this is all up, and um, if you want to take a look. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, Nate. Yeah, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. All right, take care, man. See ya.